life life welcome back to another episode of my secret mentor i'm glad you showed up this week because this week we have an exciting guest today you're gonna learn all about the world of fishing you're gonna learn did you know michael jordan had a fishing team i didn't know that even but we're gonna cover a lot of things that you probably didn't know about even if the, the essentials let's cover the basics because we need to know what it takes to get out here and catch our own food for the long haul we don't know how this pandemic gonna go and what it's gonna take us so in this episode we're gonna cover some of the importance of you know patience and where it can get you how a guy goes from fishing at the age of three to being a chess master to starting his own business this episode is going to be loaded with fun excitement and a lot of information get your notepad get your pen get ready and don't forget if you're not subscribed please subscribe and if you can do us one more favor hit that like button hit that share button and don't forget to leave us a review until then let's go What's going on Wednesday Dialogue family? It's Leon again, checking in with you. Shake my hand. I trust that y'all having another productive and positive week. As always, today we're doing another special episode of My Secret Mentor, the place where we highlight black entrepreneurs in the DMV area specifically. Today, I got a special guest in the building with me. Now, I know you heard the saying, teach a man how to fish and he can go fishing forever, right? Okay. The CEO behind Anchor, Incorporated, Mr. Eric Fisherman Price. How are you doing today? Finding yourself, brother. Amazing. That's good to hear. All right, so you know the people want to know. They they eager to know. How did you start Anger Inc.? Um, well, from the time that I started fishing, I was real young and growing up, I didn't see no companies, no camps, nobody really promoting fishing lessons. Mm -hmm. So this year, well, I say last year, from going out fishing as much as I have, and I see a lot more kids out trying to do something other than football or your regular sport, uh, I, I start thinking to myself, I'm like, well, what can I teach the kids about fishing? And it got okay. down to the basics, and it's like, how many kids know how to cast a rod? Not many. But how many kids know how to throw a football? Everyone is held a football. A lot of opportunity. Them, right? It's pretty much the same motion. But when you think of it as fishing, a lot of people think of fishing as like, oh, well, it's some some old man sport. Yeah, mm. I don't got time. I don't have the time for patience. <laughs> so yeah. it's like um, I want to. I wanted to calm the kids down with teaching them some life lessons. I want, wanted to teach them how to basically do something on their own and step out of a comfort zone into another one. Yeah. So that all kind of based behind the business. It's like, how can I start something that I can pass down to my son, first of all? How can he, how can I start something where he can teach others? How can we start something where we can really expand people's mind and people's activities other than just the norm in the city? You don't yeah. see a lot of it. I really didn't grow up. Only time that I was fishing was with my dad, okay. my uncles, like all the older generation that really had the time to do it. <laughs> you and you got that, that uh, patience instilled in you at an early age. Early age. I needed it because I had an older brother and like we we stayed fighting all the time. Yeah, <laughs> well, I have an older brother. I'm not going to say I had an older okay. brother. I have an older brother, but at the time, 
he was a real older brother. He was bullying me. Yeah, he doing, wanted to do the older brother stuff. <laughs> and, but he was also out fishing with us too. And like that's where a lot of my background comes from. A lot of tradition comes from him and my dad, his dad. So when we would go out, we would all have just a positive vibe. And you would learn within the experience. It wouldn't just be a lesson. Like, come out here, you need to do one, two, three, yeah. four, five. You would really enjoy your time it was a out fun there. Experience and as when well. you left, you was like, Well, I know how to throw I know how to catch my own fish. You know what I'm saying? I know how to scoop a crab out of the water with a net. Uh, Before I got here, I didn't know how to do that. You know what I'm saying? So as the time went on, it's like, And well, when, when did you say you first started this again? When I was three. Come on, three? Three. I remember early, my first, early. I remember my first fish, and it was uh, we were fishing down uh, off of Eastern Avenue. It was a spot, like, right up under the bridge. And my dad, he took me out there, and I had a rod, one of those little mini kid rods okay. that, you get from, that you get from Walmart. I have seen them on Pokemon before. Yeah, it's like <laughs> one of those little rods, and he taught me how to cast it out. And at the time, it was like a push button. They make, okay. they make it simple for kids where you just push a button, throw oh, it out yeah. there, just don't throw your, water, your rod in the water. So it's like um, once I did that, my first fish was maybe like it was a perch, and I remember mm. it was about that big. You caught and, it the first time, the first day? Yeah, first day. First, first day, day we went out. First day we went out, it was a perch about that big. And uh, I'm like, yeah, Pop, is a keeper? He's like, yeah, it's a keeper. And throwing it <laughs> from, from there on, it's like I always loved fishing with my dad, even with my mom, too. Even my, my mom would get out. Oh, like, it was yeah, a family yeah, event. Yeah, it, it was a whole family event. We went, we would find different spots. And at the time, my, uh, my dad used to work down at the bakery. Okay. And um, it was a lot of spots around there, like, just little fishing holes we would go in, mm-hmm. like where people would break into, like cut the gates open and go up under the bridge yeah. and all of that stuff. It was like an adventure to me. Like we would leave out the house. Before we left out the house, my dad would say, go in the backyard, dig up some worms. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, so y'all get y'all a beach crater from right the ground. Right out the backyard. You ain't had to go to the store <laughs> right. or go look. My dad, he, right want, he wanted to save as much money as possible when it came to fishing because he knew the expense of it. Yeah. He already spent money on the fishing rods and the rails, the line, the weight, the hooks, and all that mm. stuff. He like, man, if we can save money on bait, why not? So I'll be in the backyard with a shovel taller than me. Hopefully you had the right shovels. I learned the hard way about shovels. I was like, I ain't know it was different type of shovels. Yeah, it's different types. <laughs> it's the pointy ones and then it's the flat one that you just scoop stuff up with. Yeah. But at that point, and you digging, you digging, and I come out with about 12, 12 worms, put them in a jar. He's like, all right, we're going. We out. We go, enjoy our time. We got drinks got we, got, we got our juice he got his he's sitting back with his beer his his brothers he got his mm-hmm. they beer my uncles and it's just a experience mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to give people the experience yeah. of it all yeah just the experience because a lot of people out and here, the memories and it's simple it's simple memories and to start some type of tradition if you can't i feel that it's important to start something with your kid that both of you can enjoy yeah because um it's nothing wrong with your kid enjoying something on their own or learning something that they can be unique in. But I feel it's important that with me and my kid, uh-huh. <laughs> if I can enjoy something with him, my bond to be strong with him. And I don't I didn't I don't see that a lot out here now. Yeah. In fathers. Like I know a lot of great fathers in my circle. You get what I'm saying? I know a lot of great fathers that I that I I've heard of. Yeah. But it's like I just want everybody to be on the same page as 
doing something with your Absolutely. kids, don't just sit them in on, in a corner and say, well, you know how to do that. You can do it. Just go do it by yourself. So it's a bonding experience. It's a bonding experience. It's a learning experience. Your kids it's see a growth everything experience. that you do. Yeah. My kid, my, my son, he sees everything that I do as far as the fishing. When and, he comes especially out. Especially with kids, they want to emulate it. So he, he they wants, see you he doing something. He wants to do it so bad to the point where he would mess up something. And all, all it takes is I, I give him a little look. And he's like, ah. All right. I'm going to well, get it right the next time. Yeah, I get it right the next time. And mind you, he's six. He's six. Okay. He's, yeah, he's been fishing with me. I've been taking him out since he was three. Uh, since he, <laughs> since he you was. Gotta three. carry yeah, the tradition I, on. Like I just figured, like, because it was a lot of time with just me, him, his mom, and we would just go out and do things. And it's like my main thing that I like to do is fishing. So why not get the family involved into it? Get everybody involved. Everybody yep. enjoy it. Yep, yep, yep. And the perks of it is growth. So when it comes to the education side of it, like how did you become, because you've been doing it since you were three, mm-hmm. I'm sure you evolved your technique since then. So oh, yeah, how did you definitely. get like more education behind to figure out um, how to do this better at a higher level? Watching a lot of fishing shows. Watching What's your favorite a, one? Right now is River Monsters because okay. I like, I like. I like the fish that they catch on there. They like some real wild fish that nobody else would even think about catching. But it's like when growing up watching um, like ESPN, once the games would go off or the days that the games like basketball, football wouldn't be on, fishing is always there. It's, it, when it's I look, overlooked. It's, it's overlooked. It's like it's, it's like, on for a reason. You, you scroll <laughs> down to like you scroll down football, 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 fishing, pro fishing. Basketball and this, that, and the third, but I'm the one that's like, well, somebody fishing out here. Let, let me look at that. And as soon as I get on there, people like they they doing the trophy fishing. Uh, some guy out there, just him by himself with a camera mm. crew. And I wonder a how the boat. camera crew did that affect them? Like fishing? no, like the the camera crew would be on a whole nother boat. Mm. Some some like the boats would only carry about two three people. It'd be maybe one camera guy on the boat, one guy with a mic on the boat, and just the guy fishing on his boat. And I always found that to be interesting. I'm like, man, it would be cool if I could get up, if, if I could do that one day. If I could get be, the cameras like, to follow you yeah, out there. Yeah, if I could be the first, like, I always, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be the first black guy on ESPN with my own boat just fishing, just minding my business fishing, making money off of these fish. Like, y'all want to <laughs> record me doing something I like doing exactly, anyway? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, these guys are really living life, doing what they want. And to me, it's like, why can't I do it? Like, why can't I do it now? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them were like a older, older gentlemen. Uh, I seen a few, a few young faces out there, but it's like, why can't I do it now? And it's that's what that's what put me forth with the business. What can I do now to put my name out there and to get this message out here that everybody can learn how to yeah, do yeah. something? If it's not fishing. Get in touch with nature, especially now. Yeah, it's necessary to get in touch with nature. Like you experience nature, the more you out there with it, the more appreciation you have for it. Now, with everything that's going on, we have to learn to do a lot for ourselves. Yeah, that disconnect, like to disconnect from technology for a little while to get your mind clear. It's important. The technology is necessary in some cases, but if you know how to get out here and catch your own food and provide for yourself, Make a living for yourself. Put a roof over your own head. You don't really need that for nothing except for talking. And that's why <laughs> I believe that this right now, 
his uh, excellent business model. And while a lot of people during COVID season mm -hmm. has been struggling, which is a struggle for a lot of people, which I understand, but you learn to pivot and like this particular business model being right now, especially yeah, because yeah. a lot of people, once this happened, there's a lot of things that went up food. A lot of people was looking for food. A lot of people trying to buy guns and stuff like that. Exactly. And this was, but it was like, well, I need to grow my own food. I need to catch my own food. How do I do that? Let me go look at YouTube. Now, they're going to go to YouTube technology, which is cool. But you need the actual implementation. Yeah. And you're taking people out there to implement this in real time and say, okay, this is exactly how you do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's no to where you can... wishy-washy wondering. Yep. No, no mistakes. If you get, well, it's going to be a lot of mistakes. And that's the whole point of hand on hand. Yeah, like, so you're out there with an expert, though. It, it, I, that's the that's the the great part. I, of I consider expert. I consider myself uh, uh, a natural teacher. Okay, you get what I'm saying because over the years I've picked up, like you said, I picked up my own techniques with how to how to catch fish, how um, how different reactions, how my rod reacts when it's in the water, when mm. certain fish are on it, um, how certain fish bite. All so you them, can tell that just from the how All of them don't bite the same, and it's... What's the most aggressive fish that you might catch? Hmm. The most aggressive fish? Yeah, so it's like you out there, your rod starts jiggling, you grab it. It's, it might be a small fish, but it's the an aggressive... The most aggressive fish that I've caught was a catfish. Okay. Because the head on a catfish is maybe... No offense, bigger than your head. Okay. <laughs> a big catfish, a dangerous maybe, and catfish. his mouth can open up as, as big as your head. Mm. Like, that's the biggest catfish I've caught. And it was, like, stretched out, like, right here, about that wide. And when they bite, they pull your rod all the way down the water. They bite, they chomp, and they go right down. So do you got to do that thing where you, like, if you want a boat, you got to put your foot on the side of the boat and lean back? Oh, you're going to have to sit back? down. You're going to have to okay. sit down. If it's big enough, it's going to try to pull you with it. Uh -huh. and if you don't got no no weight on you, no yeah. no, no stomach fat. <laughs> you ever see somebody get pulled in the water? Mm -mm. No, oh, no, that's good. They just like the, they just no. let the rod go. At that yeah, point. <laughs> I've seen people just let yeah. the rod go plenty of times, but I haven't seen anybody pulled in the water. Not yet. <laughs> oh, okay, let's hope nobody not, get pulled in the yet. water. Not I don't want to see that. Yeah, but I mean, um, it's a. It's a learning experience simply because when you get out and do it and you make your own mistake, you'll figure out how, figure out how to fix it yourself rather yeah. than be over your shoulder the entire time like, you got to do it that way. You got to do it that way because I wasn't taught like that. Yeah, I think yeah. the power of a group as well because you yeah. want you don't want to be the weakest. Nobody wants to be the weakest link in the group. And that's, so and it's going to propel you a little bit to pay attention a little bit. Oh, man, I don't want to be that one person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it gets like that. And like when I do my lessons and bring out groups, especially when I bring kids out, I like okay. to hype the kids up, especially if you, from the smallest fish you catch to the biggest fish you catch, I hype you up, especially mm -hmm. if it's your first kit, uh, your first fish. And it's like, when we go out, I make it kind of a competition. Okay. How, how, how fast can you learn how to do this? How fast can you get your rod into the water? How big of a fish you can catch? How many fish you can catch? And within that, you make your mistakes. You some kids they go out and they throw throw a weight, snap the weight off the line, and throw uh -huh. it in the water. I've had kids come out and 
hook they hooks to a chair or something, or almost hook themselves, and that's mm. the that's the safety they ain't part. Ain't like nobody. No, 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 <laughs> okay. not yet. And it, that's the safety part yeah. of it. I, I, I preach safety. Is before we even before I put a rod in their hand, it's safety first. You don't want nobody around you. You don't want one of those hooks to get into you because I've had plenty of them hooking to me, and it's not a fun deal. Yeah, getting them out. Yeah, want- it's not a fun deal getting them out because they definitely leave scars, and um. Once you got safety and once you have your technique, everything else is pretty much on you. I'm just there to guide you and just look at you the entire time, pretty much. But yeah. at the same time, I'm teaching. Everybody needs that certain factors like, well, what do I do when I pick the rod up? Some people don't know when you pick the rod up, when a fish bite, you got to pull back. You just yeah. can't You just can't pick the rod up. Well, he's going to run away, run away with your, your bait. And it's the certain stuff like that. Yeah, that understanding these you techniques. You need the timing. You need timing. You need patience to pay attention to it. And when you put that in kids, yeah, and you see them grow about ten years later with that same patience, you'd be amazed at what kind of decisions they make. Yeah, they say uh, when you start children off, like for instance, hunting, fishing, mm-hmm. and uh, gardening early. Yeah, like you'll see that it, growth it carries, in them. It's, it, it it grows up. They grow mm-hmm. up with those new techniques, that new mind state of, like you said, patience. Mm-hmm. And you're able to make better decisions, yeah, ultimately. better decisions, so ultimately. Just just rash decisions. Throughout life, period. I know I have. And, like, I think, like, I think if it wasn't for fishing and, like, my mom and just me being willing to go out and just listen for a second. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't have the thought process that I have now because I'm I'm way more patient with my thoughts and more logical. I don't react just to react. I, I kind of play things out. And I see my mom because she got me into chess. Okay. Yeah. She got me into chess when I was in middle school. And I ended chess up Chess Club? Yeah, chess club. Chess uh, club. My brother was in the chess club. And I ended up winning the uh the tournament for the middle school that mm. we had. And it gave me so much confidence because I had learned that year. And the guy that I learned it from was in a flea market. My mother used to oh, okay. sell pies, used to sell um, sweet potato pies. Which in flea, flea market? market. Uh, North Point. North Point, okay. Yeah. I used to go there a lot when I was younger. Yeah, she used to sell pies. I remember a guy market. with a, a chess boy. <laughs> That's what I was, it was asking. A, it was a guy, I don't know, he was a heavy set guy and he had dreads. Okay. He, he had dreads and he always was in there playing chess. And my, I always used to look at him, my mom, like, you want to play? I'm like, yeah, I'll play. I just don't know how to play. Is it checkers? Yeah. Like, I know how to play yeah, checkers. It moves different. Easy. And you just but, get excited and, about and just like, moving the she pieces. Like, she like, go over there and ask him, can you play? And he taught me every single piece, that like, how it moves, which way it's supposed to move, and what you can do with it. And that took time. It took patience for me to even just make my first move or just do anything on the board. But after a while, my mother started working with it. She started learning herself yeah. and teaching me while she was learning. And once I got in the, the tournament in school, it was just like that. It was just like one. Well, two, y'all three. was practicing sparring with each we, other. Yeah, as well? we we respond like we would have literally literal practice days where it would be maybe about 20, 30 of us in mm-hmm. a room playing chess. It's about fifteen chess boards around in a classroom. Just True. playing chess. And my mom, she made sure that this club pushed on in middle school. Okay. she Because it wasn't nowhere else. She made sure that this club, because she, she was my PTA president 
all three years in middle school. So she was there. <laughs> so the whole she time made along. sure. Like, Come on, we yeah. going. Oh, this was working. She made sure that I was in there doing something productive after school. Sharpening in your mind yeah, constantly. Sharpening in my mind and putting patience into me. Because trust, you can't just make moves. I was actually playing my uncle what Sunday. We went to a surprise party for him. Mm-hmm. He had a chess board set up in the basement. I said, okay. I've been practicing <laughs> chess every night on my tablet. Yeah, I do he doesn't thing. know what's about to happen. <laughs> I do the same thing with my phone. Five moves later, I'm in checkmate. I'm like, well, I, I didn't know what was about to happen. <laughs> he already had a chess boy. I should have exactly, known something was up. Exactly, exactly. You got to beware of that. So, from that point on, from that, from getting patience from that and it changing the way of my thought process and I grew up to the man I am now and I want to give back to all kids. Are you <laughs> like, back here giving out like, back to the community? Just, I want to give back to the community, period. And I feel like it's important, especially in our community. Like the other day I went it's out, imperative. I went out to, um, I think I went out there, I forgot what county I was in. I forgot what county I was in, but I started looking around. And I saw tennis courts everywhere, hmm. and I'm like, "Why don't they have any basketball courts?" Yeah, there's like, a lot of tennis know, courts, and it, and tennis, tennis is kind of fun. Once, like you said, it's all these sports are. Fun. I played soccer for the first time last year, and I was so sore, my legs were sore. I was like, "Man, I've been playing basketball, jumping and stuff. It's mm-hmm. nothing. It's just not the same." Of course, you wanna. I don't want to be the worst, so I'm gonna come back again. I'm gonna come back again. I'm gonna come back again. Mm-hmm. Come back again. You start. Can I get it. better? So I look and I'm like, okay, it's a lot of tennis courts everywhere, but I don't see that many people on. I don't see that many young people on. Mm. When I look around, I see a lot of mid-aged white people, uh, yeah. Caucasian people, and I, 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 some black people. And I look and I'm like, well, how many kids can I get out into a, a tennis court? How many kids can I get out to do something? Yeah, some and, active. Yeah, something activity. active. Something active. And me, like me growing up, I was outside all day. Until the lights cut on. <laughs> yeah, kids don't be outside as much, yeah, it seems like. Yeah, kids don't be outside because there's really nothing to do out here. Or it's too dangerous. Yeah, they closing a lot of racks. Yeah, and they closed, stuff. they closed, now they closed They took all the basketball courts. I was like, all they took the, the goals off? They recently just they put the rims them back, on yeah. um, around my house. I don't know where else. But when, when I look at that, I'm like, man, I want to get kids out to do as much as possible. If it's not just fishing, I want to get them out to do something. Yeah. Something period. And it's like, how many people can I get together to rally and say, okay, well, we're going to get a bunch of these kids together and we're going to do something. And, uh, like, I applaud my um, my, my curly brother, uh, Anthony. His name Ant-Man. You, you heard of him? Um, I might that have. Cool Ant on Instagram. Okay, okay. He started the, um, the, the building, building bodies and bonds. Building and what he's bonds. doing is he just shout he, out the building bodies yeah, and bonds. Shout out the building bodies and bonds because I, I I believe in that. He got a lot of people together, and he told me he said, "Man, I want to just get people together for a new vibe on the city. I want a new outlook on the city. I want people to look at us like we are actually growing and yeah. not just dangerous. You understand? And it's like I said, man, that's a brilliant idea. And from week one till now, it's hundreds of people out there. They riding, riding bikes, riding, yeah. riding dirt bikes. They, it's just a bunch of people coming together and bonding for health and awareness. And it's like, if I could do something, it's half as great as that. Because I, I see it as something great. 
Yeah. It's like growing you up in this city, change. I haven't seen it. I you see a lot of people making trying to make, make change, trying to make change, and trying to give give a positive outlook to something that's important. I said, if I can do that with fishing, that's my dream. It's pretty much like an overall dream. If I can, like you said, if you can teach a man how to fish, he won't just feed himself; he'll feed his family, he'll feed his village. Yes, and they all eat. I believe, in that. I believe in that whole You're trying to make sure everybody eat. I'm trying here. to make sure everybody eat and everybody have some stability and keep tradition. And it's necessary, especially now that we got technology now, because you could have been the best fisher in your neighborhood. But if less I lived in your neighborhood, interacted with you, I would have never known I could meet somebody that know how to fish, let alone show me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now that we got this access, we know, okay. He's in all our neighborhoods. He's from where we're from. So, therefore, it's not impractical to think that I can't obtain the same thing because I've seen it happen. Now that I've seen it happen, I can emulate that. It's still that child's mind state of domestication. It's like, okay, I'm going through this domestication. And you should never think you're out of the domestication period where you can't learn more. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, okay, even at my age right now, I never fished. But you don't think I'm going to go out with him and learn how to fish? I'm about to do it. I'm about to get my friends. Hey, exactly. hey, bring the kids. We're we going to go out here and fish because this is something that's needed. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. We don't need to wait for the next pandemic or the next bad thing to happen when it's too late. We need to already have this skill. We need already. to already make these connections. We need to already be building. So with that being said, do you remember the first time you set up because you started this business, but do you remember the first time your first customer, the first group you went out there with? Not as a hobby, but as a, like a paid experience. Uh, paid experience. The first customer was um, was really Anthony. Okay. Well, no, no, no. It was it was Anthony along with my cousins. My cousins. They um, they called me. They said, "Man, we we, we want to support." They just wanted to support. She wanted to get her son out there, and um, Anthony he came out cool. And he came out. My cousin came out, and we went to Cox Point Park. And it was just a lesson. I didn't know what I was doing to really everything that I was going to show. Yeah. But it kind of came out. Like I said, I'm a natural learner. Everything came out. All the knowledge that I had and I wanted to give to the kids, I'm just telling them everything. And Anthony, like, he's like, man, you kind of confusing the kids. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, let me, I said, let me slow down. Uh, I'm going to slow down and took it from square one. Okay. Anchor ink. Let's start with the anchor. Okay. You need you need an anchor in order to even fish, to even get your keep rod you at the bottom of the water, and it keeps you stable. Yeah. An anchor means a lot to a lot of people, but in this case, you need your anchor in order to fish. If you don't got an anchor, your rod not getting to the bottom. You mm. ain't getting no fish. I like locals that have meanings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It means it means Some a lot. Some people a, a make them without a real meaning. Yeah, a lot of people it. just make logos just just because it look good, but it does have a meaning as far as what I see it as, and. So you got the family, they came out support. It's necessary yeah, yeah, that family come out and support too because a lot of people looking for saying that they're going to support and the support does come in different mm-hmm. variations. It might just be saying, hey, this is my flyer, share my flyer. It don't cost you no money to share my flyer. Exactly. It that's, only can help somebody. That's how it started. I mean, I made the flyers and people are like, well, are you fishing? Well, are you selling fish? You got a boat? I said, no, I don't got a boat yet. But I am giving fishing lessons. It's kind of necessary if you don't know how to fish and if you like 
to actually eat fish. It's good for you to learn how to fish, catch your own fish, even crab. I teach teach people how to crab. Crabbing too, and it's easy. Is it special days that you do? Uh, you differentiate them? Yeah, it's, it, it's different days because when if I got a lesson for fishing, I don't want to also <clears throat> have a completely different lesson for crabbing. Okay, now, I could teach you how to crab, but my main focus that day will be on your fishing skills. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So. um from day one, from when I was, uh, it was my son, it was my cousin's son, and um, it was Ant-Man. He didn't know how to, he didn't know anything. Like, he told me, he said, man, I'm stepping on my comfort zone. I'm 27 years old. I don't know how to fish at all. Yeah. <laughs> I said, all right, well, come he out. Willing to do I it, said, though. come out, you're going to learn with these kids. He said, all right, cool. I don't got a problem with it. Just <laughs> teach me how to do it. So, I mean, I told him, told him everything as far as tying knots. Um, putting the anchor on, putting your hook on, and he like, man, I didn't know any of this. He said it's simple, but he said you make it look so simple, but if I wouldn't have came out here, I wouldn't even thought to do any of this. I thought, I, he said, I thought fishing rods came with everything on it. I'm I know. Like, <laughs> That's why like, I said no. I can't wait to come out there to I'm like, no, get man. this real life it's experience a, in real time. It's a different, it's a different way that you got to do things. But he enjoyed the experience, and the kids did too. And they, my cousin, she actually came back out. She said, "Yeah, I'm gonna come back out." And she came back out like a week later. And man, he been fishing with me. He went fishing with me about two weeks ago. Two maybe three weeks ago. So they've been red current. Yeah, now. everybody's coming everybody's coming back. Everybody's saying, "Yeah, I, I I would like to come back because the experience when you get out into the water and you see like skyline of buildings and you just see the water, the sun, clouds, and you chilling, you look up and you like, yeah, nature has a gravitational pull yeah, about it. it just makes like, you feel more feels, relaxed. This feels great. And when you actually out there doing with what I'm actually what I'm teaching you, if you Catching fish from you actually throwing the rod out, you catching your own fish, you having way more fun. And it's like people that have came out for a two-and-a-half-hour uh, session, because I tell people if I'm doing a single person, I take you out maybe two-and-a-half, three hours. A group, three-and-a-half, four, because okay. it takes longer to teach each person. Each person. So um, when people come out, I tell people, I say, look, I'm going to teach you your lesson, and we're going to go for the two-and-a-half hours, but – after that, I'm a fish. You understand? I'm gonna do my own fishing. Uh-huh. Once the lesson's over, you're gonna be on your own. I'm gonna watch you, but you're gonna be the one tying your rod, tying your knots, putting the weight on the hook on. You're gonna be fishing you for learn. yourself, and I'm gonna set up my stuff, and I'm gonna sit back, <laughs> and I'm gonna have my beer, and I'm gonna look in the sky like you're doing. I'm gonna yeah. relax for a <laughs> second. So I'm there, maybe maybe about four and a half hours extra. Mm, past so. the lesson and people stay for that time because they're yeah. relaxing and they don't they're even notice it, it. They, 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 they don't even the notice like it they have. look at the time it's like oh the, the lesson been over and I'm like see you chilling but you're enjoying it now <laughs> you probably they like can I, can I pay you some more I'm like nah I already told you for that past the, the past four something hours I was fishing for myself I got yeah. my own fish <laughs> speaking of which how did you decide on your prices initially going in on this, if you had um, to, to break down your value of your time versus with the experience that you're providing. The value of my time, I feel like my time is very important. Yeah. And But if I'm giving it to kids, if uh-huh. I'm giving it to anybody that wants to listen and actually take in what I'm giving, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. So the value of it is really depending on 
if you actually taking in what I'm saying. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If somebody's actually yeah, if you tell me if you call me today and you say call me today or tomorrow and you say, well, I want to learn how to fish. Can we meet up so and so? No problem. I meet you at a at a lake, a pond, with my fishing rod. Happy to tell you, but it's up to you if you want to actually listen and take it in and apply it to whatever you got going on, your life, your lifestyle. I don't have no problem giving the knowledge. And as far as the the pricing, I didn't. I priced it on kind of just starting it. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't. I did, yeah, just getting the taste like for the fishing. <laughs> yeah, just, it out yeah, there just throwing it, just throwing it out there go. to see it. But I like I wanted to keep the kids at a low price simply because the kids. But yeah. it takes a lot more to teach the kids. Okay, it takes a lot more to teach the kids, and it takes a little bit more to, to a little bit to teach the adults once they get it. But it takes a lot of attention for um, kids. For adults, it's repetition. Repetition versus attention. Yeah, repetition for adults and a lot of attention for the kids because with the kids, they can do everything you taught them, and then once they go to do it, like you, they'll follow everything you taught them as far as everything I taught them as far as putting the weight on, hook on, and just motions to throw your rod. But once you put that rod in their hand, they freeze. Kind like, of forgetting, like, like, oh, man, like, which one like, I oh, first? And I say, what's mm. step one? And they're like, uh, and I said, all right, Overload. we're we going to do it over again. I don't have a problem with that. I said, all right, well, we're going to start from step one, and we're going to go all the way through. With the adults, it's like, okay, well, they got all the steps. They just doing something wrong. Like one yeah. guy, he came out, <laughs> he came out, and I taught him how to put his weight on, everything. He said, all right, I got it. He put hooks on, put two hooks on his line. Throw the line, snap, snap the hook. I mean, snap the weight. I oh, said, okay. all right, I said, all right, you threw it too hard. Do it again. Seven weights later. Seven weights later. Seven weights later. So that's the equipment side of things then. Exactly. Seven weights later. That's why I charge. That's why I I put more of the price on the adults. Mm -hmm. Because it's like they will really throw something in the water. And Come on. You got to. All right. I I didn't want to get this story before we started recording. But now I want to know. What's the worst thing that you've seen somebody throw in the water? I've seen. Okay. Three different occasions. Make them real quick. My father, <laughs> I've seen him recently throw a rod in the water. Recently, just, just recently. <laughs> he's been doing it for a long time. He's been fishing since I was since I was a twinkle in his eye. But it's like when you don't concentrate for yeah. one second, something bad can happen. And it's like you don't want that bad thing to happen, so you you gotta focus in, and that's the main thing that I focus on with the kids. But I, I've learned that I have to focus into the same thing with the adults. Yeah. He <laughs> let the rod slip right out of his hand. As soon as he threw was it. Was he showing somebody how to do it? No, he was by oh, okay. himself. <laughs> he was by himself minding his business. And he walked to a corner and he just threw it out. He said, oh, I just threw my rod in the water. I'm like, man, I can't help you there. And um, another occasion <laughs> was with my fiance. She recently did this. Okay. Was was fishing last week? Last week, week this is a, and she goes out on every single lesson with me. Okay, she knows every single uh, power step. couple out here. She knows every <laughs> single step. She knows everything that I'm gonna say to people, and 
she stepped out there. When we go out, she said, this is not a lesson, babe. I'm on my own. I can do it myself. I said, all right. Well, got that dude. confidence. I said, do your thing, superwoman. You got it. So she, she like, <laughs> yeah, with the cape and all. <laughs> and she got her own pink rod. She had, oh, okay. She, she had her She got her own stuff. So when she went to do it, she went to throw her rod out. And me looking at it, it was like oh, she had a hard time because she didn't unlock her line. It's a procedure where you got to unlock and lock your line. All right. She didn't unlock her line. And I looked at her, and I'm like, you didn't unlock your line. She said, babe, I, I didn't do it. What's wrong? I said, you didn't unlock your line. She goes back and do the same exact motion. <laughs> Everything that she did wrong, she uh-huh. do it again. The rod slipped right out of her hand, right into the water. We tried. Do to, we need some special gloves to make sure yeah, rods? And, and I tell people, like I tell people in the lesson, I say, act like this rod is worth three million dollars. Three million cash. If you three million cash, oh, if hundreds. you lose this rod, <laughs> you owe me three billion dollars. Three billion million, whatever. You don't want to pay nobody nothing if yeah. you do something. M-O-B, so I said, I I, even kids, like kids, get scared. Like three billion? I don't got three billion dollars. And I'm like, all right, well, don't lose it. I, don't lose my rod. And I say, with whatever hand you got on the bottom of the rod, hold on to it, and you won't lose the rod. And it's like. A kid stepped out and he, I got, um, I bought a bunch of like mini rods for the kids and he did exactly what I, he did everything that I told him to do, just didn't hold on to the rod. And that's the big part that I tell everybody, please hold hold on on to the rod because you put a lot of force behind. I I made me want to carry two rods just in case. Yeah, (laughs) you put a lot of force behind throwing it and you forget that the rod is in this hand so it can slip out at any minute. And that's like the most, it's the funniest thing that I've seen. But, uh, oh, yeah, the other day, <laughs> the same day that she threw her uh, rod in the water, my homeboy, he was fishing with a casting net. You ever seen people fish with yeah, like, I've seen casting them. nets? And they just, I never actually they seen a white person doing them, but yeah. He was, I was teaching him how to fish with a casting net. I said, tie it around your hand. I said, if you're not going to tie it to the pier, you're supposed to tie it, just tie it down somewhere before you throw it out. I said, brace it around your hand, tie a knot around your hand, then you can throw it out. He said, all right, I'll do it. He just wrapped it around his hand. He just wrapped it around his whole arm. And I said, all right, well, you got to give it a good good spin, a good spin and throw with your hips. Okay. (laughs) He did it. (laughs) The whole thing rolled right off his hand. Just unraveled. Unraveled right (laughs) into the water, about 30 feet off into the water. So for about 20 minutes, I'm using my fishing rod trying, trying to, to fish this thing back, back, out into the, back out of the water. I caught it. I ended up uh, getting it back because it wasn't my castanet in the first place. It was the girls that I was there teaching. Oh, okay. I was there giving a lesson <laughs> for, to another to another girl, and she brought a casting rod out, and he threw it right in the water. I'm like, man, you just you messing everything. <laughs> so um, I got it back, and it's just strange things like that. When you're not concentrating – for that one second, something bad can completely happen. And that's the importance that I'm trying to get into the kids. Pay attention to everything that you're doing because it's important. So every every step, everything. every decision is important. And once they start to realize that, like my son, he hasn't got it all the way. Yeah. <laughs> like think about everything you're doing. He clumsy sometimes and so am I. But if he can experience that with me and go through growing with uh-huh. me, I think it would be way better. Like, mm-hmm. his turn out to be way better. So, when it comes to equipment, like, what's your preferred, you come to me, it seems like you got a lot of different equipment mm-hmm. use variants going on. What's your preferred equipment to use as far as, let's just say, the simple fishing? 
Like, what would you say? Some tell, recommend somebody to bring out with them. Um, well, don't forget your fishing rod. <laughs> Any particular type of rods um, or if you want to start with, anything? if you want to start with a fishing rod, um, I have mine right here. Okay, let's see it. Let's bring it up. Well, this one isn't all the way together yet. They start in two pieces. With this one, it's a Shakespeare. They call it an ugly stick. It's a, just a basic rod, but it got a lot of bend to it, a lot of durability to it. Okay. If you catch a big fish, it won't break all the time. What's the heaviest it can hold? The heavy, the heavy part depends on your line. Oh, okay. That's the line, see? Yeah, because they got a different pound line. If it can hold 10 pounds, 20 pounds, they got all the way up to... 100 pounds but you don't want that for this kind of rod because it's smaller i don't know if you've seen before maybe uh like people when you go out to beaches and they got like those long poles yeah i've seen them fishing rods they out there fishing for something big like they uh-huh. only like they, they cast way further and they out there fishing for something big this is mainly for offshore fishing or boat fishing for those medium 20 30 inch fish and, That's a big medium fish. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's a big fish. It's a big fish to a lot of people because they don't normally see it. Yeah, but yeah, me, I'm it's like a fish about this big is not really that big. I'm trying to catch something gigantic where I can fillet, serve to everybody. How but, long does a fish that size last for? Like if you're serving it up, throw a party with it. I would recommend, yeah, if you if like, because a lot of people don't like to eat frozen fish. They yeah. don't like to freeze their fish. They like to eat fresh fish. Uh, but some do like I'll freeze. I'll catch a big fish, put it in the freezer, take it back out, thaw it out, clean it, fillet it, uh-huh. and cook it. You know what I mean? Like just in a fish fry. So mm-hmm. yeah, like a fish that big would be best for a fish fry. Um, yeah, one of these rods. I say I tell people to get a big like this right here is a reel. Okay, it's called a reel. I tell people to one. get a big reel simply because it holds a lot more line. I tell people to get it simply because when people throw out, and especially the people that I teach, they snap the line so much where it's like chewing. It's chewing down. Every time you snap a line, you lose line. All right, yeah. You, you know don't what I'm saying? Do that, so yeah, so it goes down, and if you get a little reel, you can't put that much line on it. So once you snap a line, you won't be able to throw back So down. it comes prepackaged, like, where you don't have to, like, find it up on there or nothing? Uh, Some of them do. Some of them do come with line on it. Some of them don't. Oh. The ones that don't, you have to basically tie a knot on the inside of it and just. And you go through up. that process. Yeah, I go. I, I go through at. that. I go through from like step one, from putting the line on there all the way to catching your fish. That's part of the lesson. Okay, sure. You getting your money's worth for yeah, sure you, if you, you come get, out. You, you, you get getting a lot experience. of information. You're not just sitting around like some. Uh, and that's the thing. When people look at fishing, they look at it as, like I said, an old man sport or uh, a senior citizen, something that senior citizens do. Like a lot of people told me, like, man, I just thought old people do that or they, uh, anything involves just elders. And I'm like, yeah. man, y'all got to get a fresh look on it. Like yeah. I'm 27 years old and I'm out here fishing every single day. I know a lot of 20s, people in their 20s that like to fish, but they not making it like an everyday thing. Me, yeah. I'll go fishing when I'm fresh off of work, mm-hmm. and I work 12 hours a day. And you can still go out there and, <laughs> and say, I'll still right, go well, fishing as soon as I get off. Good way to relieve. Speaking of which, I wanted to go into that, um, the misconception of that, because a lot of people say, you got to go out to fish really early in the morning. Mm-mm. So you saying that's not the case. So what's, can... what's the best time to fish then? Mm. 
Does that depend on the seasons? It depends on the – because a lot of – I haven't been cold fishing yet. Like, you know, when you you ever seen – like, ice fishing. I haven't been ice fishing yet. You know, when they make that that little circle in the water in the ice and they put the the line down there. I haven't done that yet. But I see a lot of fish being caught like that. Me, I like to go fishing during the night. When I can, oh, I don't. So you can do it at night. Yeah, you can fish. I was at looking night it up, and the it was like, I don't know. <laughs> I you was can like, fish I... at night all the time, but the best way to follow it is, you get online and you look up high tides and low tides okay. for your area. That's a good way to. to Any what, what's like a web particular yeah, website you check like, for that? You can if you get on Google and push in, like say I was going out, um, Cambridge, Maryland, okay. and I would type in high tides and low tides for Cambridge, Maryland. Or if I had a specific spot, like out there, it's, just, um, it's a fishing pit called Jonas Green Fishing Pit. All right. And I would put in online high tides and low tides for a Jonas Green Fishing Pit. And it would tell me the times that the high tide would come in, times that the low tide is going out. And I like to go fishing more during the high tides because that's when all the water's coming in, all the fish coming in. Yeah. At night. More than more than often that I've went, a lot of low tides have been like coming in where the the water's not that high, and all you getting is maybe a, a few, maybe about eight or nine feet of water. That's and that's, that's, the that's best if, yeah. Idea. That's just like off if you fishing off a pier or a shore or something like that. But the best time for me, like I said, is at night. A lot of people go during the day simply because it's convenient. Does the um. How much bearing does the type of bait you use? Because I heard um, like different color baits, like purple bait, orange bait. Some of those kind of attract and, certain fish. Yeah, they like, you fish the different bait like that is um, like the artificial bait, and you fish with artificial bait more in well, I have in like uh, fresh water, fresh like lakes, best for like fresh lakes. Water like fish. if you go up to um, Lock Raven. You ever been up to Lock Raven? Reservoir? Never to fish. It's fresh. It's fresh water. <laughs> okay. like if you ever been, I up know there, it was fish in there. Though. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fish in there. But if you go up to like Lock Raven Reservoir, it's fresh water, and you can pay to get on a boat. It's like sixty dollars to get on a on a boat. Thirty dollars to get on a boat without chairs. But if you go up there, you want the chairs? <laughs> yeah, I always want the chairs because like the the just sitting on that that metal is uncomfortable. Okay. Um. But yeah, if you like the, the 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 color bait, different color bait is used for lures and used for catching like bass. If you ever seen people like catching bass and like you you watch on the channels with people using bait, skipping across the water, pulling, 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 doing yeah. all that stuff. That's like for those kind of fish, bass, trout, lake trout, stuff like that. Me, I use a lot of meaty baits, live baits. Okay, what's like, your preferred ones? My preferred bait is soft crab. Soft crab. Soft oh, crab. I didn't even know people use soft crab lot, for bait. A lot of people, a lot of people are surprised, have been surprised on what I could do with the soft crab. Because if you fillet it, cut everything off of it, cut the back off of it, cut the legs, cut the meat inside of it, and you find a way to put it on your hook, uh-huh. you can fish with it. Me, it's simple. I can do it automatically, but different people got their different ways of doing it. Um, different live bait. You got soft crab. You got shrimp. Um, you got worms, of course, but it's different worms. You got your regular worm. You got your blood worms. Blood worms. They scare people because they bite. Oh, they bite. Yeah, I want to get bit by the bite. It's like imagine, <laughs> imagine, 
you seeing a worm and then you see a whole head come out of them. Like, mm. <laughs> and they try to bite you. Like, they try to bite you. I don't know how big is a blood worm. Is <laughs> biggest, I mean, they come, they come in At different least sizes. The ones that you would The ones that I fish, the one that I typically fish with is maybe that long. Oh, that's a big worm. Yeah, maybe that long. <laughs> that's going to bite you. <laughs> maybe that long. And the head that pop out of it, it's, it looked like a little bead, but uh-huh. you can see the teeth. It's four teeth that's mm. in it. And um, <laughs> I like to play a game with the kids. I scare the kids sometimes with the worms. <laughs> and I pop the head out, and they're like, ah, oh, they run away and stuff like that. But that's just how fun and games. But I also teach them how to um, just put the worm on the hook. And, like, with blood worms, they're more effective because they actually have blood in them. Once uh, they hit they, the water, actually looking for that. Yeah, once they hit the water, the blood they squirt, they start squirting blood out. Mm. Once you put the hook through them, put it in the water, it starts squirting blood out, and you got your fish. You catch different, you can catch all kinds of fish off of blood worms. I'm not even going to limit the, the kind of fish that you can catch with blood worms, but um, you got blood worms, crabs, shrimp, squid. Uh, I use other fish like minnows, the smaller okay. fish, the smaller fish, a lot of fish like that's to eat good. fish. That's good. I didn't know it you was can, so many. Can, I thought it was worms and artificial bait, and I thought that was it. There's a lot more. Like uh, I went out to a pier the other day. The lady had a hot dog on the end of her hook, and she caught a rockfish from it. She caught a rockfish. She caught you a said rock. the biggest fish you could ever caught was what kind of fish? A rockfish. Rockfish. Twenty-seven inch rockfish. We're gonna insert that picture right here. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, she stepped down and caught a rockfish off a hot dog. And I'm like, the hot dog won't even stay on your hook. She ain't half the hot dog. <laughs> she did something okay. with it. But you can fish with anything that you feel like you can fish with. If it catch fish, it can catch fish. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point of stepping out and actually bringing a rod, bringing your tackle box, and seeing what you can do. And that's what the confidence that I'm trying to give everybody that want to learn, from kids to older people. You can step out. You can put your rod together. You can line your your line up. You can put your bait on the water. Put your bait on the hook. You can throw it out into the water. And you can maneuver how you need to to catch yeah. your own food. It's important because if you don't have that sense of mind, what else are you thinking out here? You get what I'm saying? If, yeah. if if the kids don't have that that sense, that's like, okay, what can I do for myself? What can I get up today and do for myself? What can I make happen? And they, like you said, you walk them through the whole process. So yeah. they they not only learning how to just catch the fish. Like you said, you're yeah. showing they them how to everything behind tie your rod, everything, cast it correctly. Everything behind it. So if something goes wrong, they'll have some type of thought. It's like, okay, well, it didn't. my line didn't go that far out that time. What was what could I have done to to make it go far out next time? Yeah. Can I loosen something up? Can I can I throw harder? What can I do? Can I put a lighter weight on? Something like mm-hmm. that. And that all matters because if you get out into the water and you end up in some real rough water. Like, I've been to places where it looks calm on top, but once you put your, your line in the water, the undercurrent will take your rod. Uh, yeah, undercurrent. it looks calm yeah. on top, but the undercurrent will really take your hook and get your weight all the way down where you don't even notice it at. So you had to reel it back in, put a heavier weight on where it can stay in that spot where you can catch the fish. It's simple stuff like that. Do you that. do, like, floaters or the ones that actually go? Uh, I do both. I okay. show people how to fish with both. Yeah, so it's either I'm going to have an anchor on my line or I'll put the floater on, show you how to hook your worm and throw it out into the water where you can watch your – it's called a bobber. Well, oh, I call okay, it bobber. that's what it's called. Yeah, I call it a bobber, so it's bobbing in and out the water. I teach people how to watch that too. So, What about loca- do locations as far as – 
I don't want you to give away your, your main locations that you actually <laughs> use, but maybe one location that you will say, okay, for first time fishers, if you go out here, you'll probably catch something. I know for sure you would catch something at um, Fort Smallwood Park. Okay. Yeah, I've I never know been for there. sure. So it, it's, a... it's out, um, it's in Pasadena. All right, Pasadena. And, um, it's not too far from here, actually. It's about 20, 25 minutes. And um, I know you would catch something out there. You won't catch a lot of big fish, but you can catch some fish. Like, if you like the fish to eat, to eat your fish, you can definitely catch some fish out there. Uh, what, eat. like, is the main type of fish that it's um, known for, I guess? The trout or something? No, you can catch rockfish out there. You can catch croakers. Croakers are called croakers simply because when you pull them out of the water, they croak. It gives like frog. a yeah, like a frog. But it's a lot. Fish growling at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's funny because it's like kids get excited when they see that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? A lot of kids don't see that. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. don't see it at all. They don't know if a fish even made noise. The kid was like, I didn't even know a fish made that sound. I thought only frogs made it. Mm-hmm. Pulled it out the water and he listened to it and just and he started like he really looking at you like what kind of fish is this and I tell him what kind it is and he's like well do they come bigger can I keep it <laughs> can I take mm-hmm. it home like no you can't take it home unless you're gonna eat it it's gonna die on the way home <laughs> uh, but um it's oh, he like, was trying to put it in the water and put yeah, it in the fish yeah, tank somewhere <laughs> okay yeah I mean I don't know I haven't kept a, a, a like one of those fish out of the water but uh for small wood they come like you can catch nice size Croakers, nice size white perch. A lot of people eat white perch. Some people don't. I really don't. I don't really know what's the the stats on that. But I like it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. You can clean it easy. You can you can fry it easy. Got bones in it, but that's for people who like bones in their fish. Hmm. Um, catfish and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, catfish and stuff like that. So they got yeah mainly white perch, croakers, and um, it's a fish called spot. They call them spot something because they got a big spot, a big big brown spot that sit on the side of them all of them that's why they call them spot spotty fish yeah yeah <laughs> but um they good eating so yeah. is it like does the like fishing off a dock versus fishing off a boat mm-hmm. is it a big difference big difference it's a way bigger difference simply because you're in deeper water you go in a boat you're in way deeper water you don't even have to cast out if you want to like if you run into a good charter and like you go out Maybe my last boat trip was out a spot called Kent Island. Okay. It's like Kent, Kent um, Island. Yeah, it's Kent Island. I'm, I'm really, it's like south. I know it's south. <laughs> I can't tell you which, it's which deeper area. Water. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's deeper water. But when you go out there and you um, get into the boat, we fish for about 12 hours. All you got to do is drop your line down. Last time I caught, um, I caught, a stingray. Caught a stingray? Yeah, me and my brother. <laughs> well, what do you do with a stingray when you catch it? We give it to people. It's so you people, just keep like, it? Yeah, we keep it and we give it to people. It's people that actually uh, cook them. Cut them up, cook them. Question, can stingrays sting you outside of the water? I don't know. If they catch you wrong, if you're, like, if you're not paying attention. That's why I say if you're not paying attention, it's like they can they can hit you with their tail. They can, they can do anything to you. Like if you actually look at a stingray's tail, it got like, some like spikes on it where it's trying to protect itself so 
Yeah, so I was wondering about that. The only time I've seen stingrays, of course, is at the aquarium. So yeah, I've caught like me and my brother. They tell you you can't touch we, them. We, so we caught big ones. We caught big ones, and it's we know people like last year. Like I said, we were giving fish to um to, to the shops and stuff, so people would pay for them. So we would catch stingrays. That's a exotic fish to have in your house. Yeah, I got my, a stingray. You want to see my stingray? Yeah, you never you never know what you catch in deep water. Like last time, my brother caught a fish called a kobe. A Kobe. Uh, yeah, it was a, a fish called Kobe. I'm like, go figure, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, Kobe how did he get his name? Like, I, I it, don't know. Is it like the colors or something? It, no, the, mm-hmm. the the color on it is it was brown and like the bottom of it was silver, but it looked like a shark. It mm-hmm. looked like a little mini shark, but it wasn't. And I'm like, man, how you running into that? That was the only fish that that was the only different fish that we caught that day. So you never you never know what you can run into on a boat when you're on shore, like you fishing offshore. You kind of know the area that you're in mm-hmm. and what kind of fish are in that area. Mostly in here in Baltimore, everywhere you go, and if it's not like a lot of fresh water, and most of the salt water around here is like a lot of catfish, and that's what people know. Like if you hear anybody go out fishing here, they you know they're catching catfish anyway. You, you're gonna hook into a you're catfish. You gonna at least catch that. <laughs> so I heard um, one of my guys I work with, he was telling me the other day, he was like, I took my whole family out to fish. He was excited. He was asking the guy, one guy, so I guess he's been fishing for years as mm-hmm. well. He was like, yeah, what kind of bait? What kind of rods? They went out there and said, like, we ain't catching nothing. Yeah. So. that's what, and, and like my first time fishing this year, my first time going out this year, I was at a bridge um, down in Curtis Bay. And uh, I had caught like a mini catfish. It was that big. But the guys that were out there before me weren't catching anything. Like they weren't catching anything. And I stepped out there. I had some worms, and I caught a catfish. They're like, man, how you catch that? Where, where you? And I went to the other side of the pier. So it's uh-huh. it's like in me, I do the stuff that people don't do when they fishing. If I see a bunch of people over here fishing, not catching nothing, my common sense is going to say go to the other go to the other side of the bridge right and try there. to catch a fish. You understand? So. When I did that, I caught, caught the fish, and they're like, man, how you do that? I'm like, man, here, you can have this fish. Like, he, like you for real? Like, it shocked them, simply mm-hmm. because I was handing them a fish. But to me, it's regular. I'll give a fish to anybody who want it, because <laughs> I can catch another yeah, one. Another I said, man, one. you can have it. He's like, well, what was you doing? And I showed them what I was doing. So, uh, in, in all of that, after all of that, I called my fiance, and I'm like, yeah, this dude was excited. She like, that's all the more reason you need to start your business. Uh-huh. And blah blah blah. And I'm like, that pressure yeah. makes push you <laughs> yeah, towards she, you what you she pushing you lot. towards your goal. She put a lot of pressure on me, man. It's necessary I pressure. It. I love it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I love it because I put pressure on her at the same yeah. time. But um, yeah, after that, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Like that's what it's all about. If I can, I can fish. I fish to feed a family. If you need a fish, I give you a fish. If you need a lesson, I give you the lesson. Hmm. Don't matter. So, one of the things I like to ask people is the one of the most the driving force behind everything what they do and why they do it and why they continue to do it. And I kind of think I might have the answer already, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. What is your big why by why behind why you feel like I have to keep pushing? One of the days you feel like I'm tired, like you said, you work 12 hours, you get off of 12 hours work, you say I still want to experience have this experience like why is you feel like um, keep going one is like i said i make fishing a competition for me hmm. it's like when i hand people fish they're like you're not gonna keep it i'm like no nah, man i can catch plenty of these and i make it a competition with myself how many times can can i go out and catch the biggest fish like this year it's like within me my dad and my father we have our little competitions and we bet 
for the okay, end of the y'all actually whoever, making yeah, bets. We make bets. Like whoever catch the the most fish and the biggest fish by the end of the year get a certain amount. So I'm like, how? Y'all keep getting new opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Keep... We go we go out fishing okay. all the time. So when, the when we go out, the bets start. As soon as we throw our rod in the water, and I'm like, I make it on competition with myself. Where it's like, how can I make myself better? How can I perfect my craft? Because I've been like that since day one, since I saw the guys on ESPN fishing. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. can I? How can I get to that level? How can I uh, maneuver my money situations and what I'm doing to get a boat? How can I get a boat? What I'm going to do with the boat? How mm-hmm. can I teach my son how to drive a boat? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like it, it goes further than me. But yeah. I started with myself. I compete with myself in order to just give everybody the the, the lessons and the knowledge. Lessons and knowledge. So what, um, I know you spoke to this a little bit earlier, but, uh, what permits and licensing requirements do you actually need to go out there on the water? Cause I know, like Um, you said, they got the fish police or the water police. (laughs) They got, um, well, when you, when you go out on a, it's certain charters that tell you you don't need a license when you go out into a charter, but it's certain, um, if you're fishing offshore, you definitely need a license. You need a license. If you're fishing in salt water, you need a fishing for salt, uh, license for salt Mm -hmm. water. If you're fishing in fresh water, you need a, a license for fresh water. You can get the license for, like, if you temporarily fishing for, for the week, you can get it. It costs about $7, $8. If you want it for the year and you plan on doing it repeatedly, it costs maybe about $15, $16. You can get it at Walmart, Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, you can even go online. Now they don't have it. Walmart yeah. isn't doing it as far, like, since this. Oh, they not? Like, uh, yeah, they haven't. No, giving wow. out any fishing license. I went and tried to um, do it for my cousin. I took my cousin, um, and they're like, yeah, we can't process any information and do nothing. I'm like, why? Uh, what's I, what's I, the difference? I, I really didn't understand tight. that, but they're not doing any fishing licenses right now. So you can get online at um, MarylandFishing.gov. And, okay. Yeah, fish, MarylandFishingLicense.gov, and they'll set you up. It's called um, – they, they label fresh water and salt water as coastal and non-coastal. Like non-coastal is fresh water, coastal is salt water. All right. So I tell people to get both of them because you never know where. I'm about to say you. it depends on where you're gonna go. Yeah, Do you, you know you where you never know show where up I'm gonna take you. I don't take everybody to the same spot. I take when people it it is certain um, people that call me that already have their equipment. They just want uh, a refresher or just different ways of doing it and. I say, well, do you want to catch big fish, or do you just are you just coming for the lesson, or do you really want to fill your cooler? Up? Yeah, they're like, well, I want to fill my cooler. Up. I'm, you can I'm ask them to, what their uh, goal is for the day. Yeah, I ask people. I'm like, well, what kind of fishing are you trying to do? And they're like, well, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm keeping my fish. I say, all right, well, I got the perfect spot for you, and I take them to drive. I mean, to me, driving across the Bay Bridge and back is nothing. I take the drive, but most people don't really feel like doing it, so I ask them. Do you want to go out far or do you want to keep it local? And some people say, well, where's the most fish at? Where's the better fish? And I tell them, and then we settle everything like that. So, yeah, that's how it happens. So as right now, as far as marketing, then how do you uh, market everything as, at the current stage? Uh, at, right now is marketing. I talk to everybody. I've gone to a lot of, uh, like, fishing shops. Every fishing shop that I go into, I hand them my card. Oh, you leave I cards talk, there? Uh, yeah, I, I leave cards there. I talk to, like, if they got a boat, if they got a charter, I tell them about what I what I do. I introduce myself. 
and that's pretty much what I've been doing. It's, except for like Instagram and Facebook, I post everything on there. Everybody know me as Fisher Price or Captain Price because I wear a captain hat everywhere. Oh, you I go. wear your captain yeah. hat out there. <laughs> I wear a captain hat everywhere I go, so it's like everybody know me as the fisherman, and I like it because you don't know you don't know too many other people that look like me that's out here promoting fishing or yeah. promoting fishing lessons. So I like I like having that own identity. And as far as marketing more, I'm trying to get like um, a fundraiser started soon and like different programs where it's like I get a group of kids out where I can get a group of kids out and have a whole day of fishing lessons field or doing trips, something yeah, like that. Yeah, like a field trip. And I like I want this thing. I know it can expand into something it way, will. way bigger, way bigger than I even imagine it. But it will and it's about it's a, yeah it's all about putting the work in man it's all about putting the work in and i don't want like when i started i was just putting the fly out on uh on instagram posting it posting it but i'm thinking i'm like man i need to do more and the pressure any special hashtags or anything y'all use um special hashtag like is it like anchor ink hashtag anchor ink yeah i just so people can identify like okay if i I search this hashtag i can find y'all i just put anchored ink at anchored ink uh like i put it on here about four or five times at anchor ink at anchor ink (laughs) even on the pictures at anchor ink and that's necessary because (laughs) a lot of times we're overlooked about those those pictures they get shared like they say Mm -hmm. memes stuff to get shared but nobody knows where they came from. yeah nobody knows where they came from at least you need some identification like boom share it and you're gonna come back it's just clear where it came from it came from me i'm leaving my mark i try to leave my mark everywhere like i I left a um a kickback the other day i went to a cookout and uh it's my homegirl birthday but i left there when i left there everybody in that party had my card you Mm. know what i'm saying so i before i left hey hello i'm i'm even if i didn't talk to you the entire time in the party you knew my name before i I met somebody to do fishing yeah (laughs) and it's in the back of your mind y'all got kids Y'all bring them out, and people are like, oh, yeah, well, you go crabbing? Yes, I'll teach you how to crab. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can, I can catch crabs for you. You can pay, them, pay me for them. It don't matter. I'll do it. It's just uh, that initial introduction. And I it's not get, yeah, I'm not I'm not shouting nobody. Okay, yeah. yeah Some people, like, shouting. they got all the information. They might have exactly what yeah. you need, and they be right next to you. But they don't I never used, tell you, I, you and, won't know. And to be honest, I used to be that guy. I used to be that guy that's very silent. I'll sit off in the corner, but I'm the guy. I used to be the guy that's sit off in the corner, but know a lot. I, mm-hmm. But you would only know it by just by talking to me. But from starting this and like changing my mindset, it's like in order for people to know, you got to open your mouth. You yeah. gotta, you gotta, you gotta it put it out there. If in order people for know you and to know you and know what you're doing, you gotta put it out there because nobody else is gonna do it for you. And that's the message yeah. that I'm trying to put behind these kids: get up, do something for yourself because nobody's gonna do it for you. No one. Actual and factual. Um, the last next thing I'm gonna ask you about is actually inspired by the Black Running Organization. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. But a group of brothers and sisters in the city that uh, got together, united, and decided to, you know, do a run. They do it every Saturday and Wednesday. But um, this particular thing is they, they're based off of their slogan, Let's Grow. So what are the the next three major grows you want to have in your business in the next two years? In the next two years, I want to have one a boat. One that's, boat. That's that. I want to. I want to have well as many boats as I could possibly get. Okay. <laughs> but um, I do want to start with a boat. Um, boat. Uh, 
What's your vision goal? What would that boat look like in your mind? Size of that boat. Size of that boat would carry about the dream boat would carry about 15, 16 people and have a, a under deck tour where I can go, where people can go and, and chill. But the boat that I'm looking at now is pretty more is kind of on basic level. It fit about six or seven people. Got a hood to it, block the sun, can put a motor back there, but it can fit, it's comfortable. But any boat that I get, I know I can teach people on it. Yeah. It's like I, I can work with my what I have. I'm that I'm that guy. Like I'm not picky about anything. I'll work exactly what I have and you'll get the same experience from it. Um so we got so the boat. We got the boat. <laughs> yeah. Um more supplies. Way more supplies. Like I have a lot of fishing rods now, but fishing rods go down like cars sometimes. Mm. Like they last for a long time and then all of a sudden crack <laughs> you like what happened <laughs> and you like rod. and you like what happened i need a new fishing rod so i just want to have uh, the, the boat more supplies and um just more people i want more mm-hmm. people to come out and just give their time like expand i tell you what, yeah business. just expand the business i want my went went this and i want ink and ink in everyone's ear like everybody in. when you think of fishing you think of me that's yeah. what i want and like you have a niche for it yeah, you have the yeah. niche for it, and I want I want people to feel that same way, like especially the kids when they get ten we'll years. Had a team yeah. for it and everything, exactly. And like I want a team. That's that, that's another thing. With the boat comes a team because I saw like recently, um, a friend of mine showed me Michael Jordan's fishing team. I didn't, I didn't know he had a fishing I team. I didn't even know he had a fishing team. <laughs> Michael Jordan has a fishing team that has been winning trophies for the past couple of years. Like Just it. like, go figure. Michael Jordan <laughs> winning trophies on any level. But he has a full fishing team with a, a full yacht that goes out fishing for trophy fish. They just caught, like, the biggest marlin. <laughs> it was like, uh, or what, what was um, the fish, the swordfish. Oh, he caught yeah. a swordfish too? Yeah, he caught a swordfish. And I'm like, man, I didn't even know Michael Jordan had a fishing team. <laughs> like, that's the stuff. I think you... a lot of people just learned that just now. <laughs> you won't even know it unless you just go look for it. And that's what I want. I want people, when they hear fishing, they go look up. They go look. Oh, yeah, that's that guy that, go, that, that, that goes fishing. What can he do for me? Hmm. And that's about it. So we got the expansion, the boat, and the growth. We got all that going on. But the one thing that people need to know, they need to know where they can find you. They need to know how they can reach out to you, how they can connect. Can you tell them your socials and the best way to connect uh, with you? You can reach me at on my Instagram at Anchored Inc. Uh, it's just Anchored Inc. Uh, A-N-C-O-R-E-D-I-N-C. Um, on Facebook, you can reach me personally at uh, Eric Price. That's my name. You can reach me on Instagram at another page. Uh, underscore underscore Fisher Price. You can reach me on email at anchoredfishing2020 at gmail.com. Hmm. That's it. So, and from there on, because I don't like to give everybody my number, I'm kind of understandable. Yeah, understandable. Like that. Um, and, Might change anyway. Yeah. The video is still <laughs> forever. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to give everybody my number, but when I do set up lessons, you do get my number. Like if you contact me via email or Instagram or Facebook, anything, and I and you say, well, yeah, I want to set something up, and I say, okay, well, here's my number. You can call me that way, and we'll set everything up right. So y'all need to reach out, connect, and build, grow, learn, and remember that dreams plus action equals life.
Yes, sir.